0: I should have made it clearer at the beginning of Mass, but hopefully the prayers and the readings have made it clear that today is the Feast of the Most Holy Trinity, where we remember that we believe in one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But I would put pretty good money on the fact that you probably, in all your years of coming to Mass on Holy Trinity Sunday, have probably never heard a good explanation of the Trinity and I'm not going to change that today. <laughs> but even though that's true, we all sit here in belief of the Holy Trinity and that we profess it every time we do the sign of the cross, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So that, does that mean that we just all are here sitting and believing on blind faith that God exists in this way? that would be the popular opinion today, wouldn't it? popular opinion today is what Karl Marx said many years ago, that religion is the opiate of the masses. Whatever makes us feel good, that's for you. Or the idea of belief as something that is whatever we accept to be true or real, that it's totally subjective as a thing in this world. If you choose to believe, that's fine. I'll believe what I believe to be true, you believe what you believe to be true, and things will go on. That's the popular opinion. So what do we believe? What is belief from a Christian Catholic understanding of belief? Well, for us, the word belief and to believe in God is always tied with the idea of faith or the reality of faith. And for us as Catholics, faith is never something purely subjective. It is always something that is given to us, that comes to us. And that is rooted in Jesus, because as we hear in the Gospel today, God so loved the world that he sent his only Son. Faith begins by God's initiative towards us in our life. Not by our own rationalization or our own initiative, but it begins from God's initiative. And then we hear elsewhere in the Gospel of John, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The truth. And so in the person of Jesus, what we have coming together is faith and reason, the truth. These two things fit together in Jesus faith, belief, and the truth, reason. These two can't be separated because they're found in Jesus. See, as Christians, we don't have this idea of God that we then try to create an experience to conform to the idea. Christians have the experience of God and then we encapsulate it in thought and in idea. Or we don't have these rules to try to teach or convey something that's true We experience the truth, and we have rules to safeguard and structure that truth in our life. See, when we talk about the Trinity as one God in three persons, and all of the theology that's gone around that belief for centuries, the first Christians didn't sit down and start writing down on their papers, what is God? They came to a belief in God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit through their experience of God. Being Jews who had known God, Yahweh, that we see with Moses on the mountain. They experienced God through the person of Jesus Christ, that he was not just someone who was favored by God, but he did God-like things. And then when Jesus ascends to the Father, Still within their midst, they experience God-like things through the presence of the Holy Spirit. Their belief in God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit didn't come from their rationalization of who God might be, but through their experience of Him first. And then after that, they use their intellect and their reason given by God to solidify that so that they can pass that on and hand it on to others. Our faith, our belief, is grounded in knowledge. It's not just this belief of whatever I think to be true, but it's grounded in what is true, what is real. Or as Cardinal Ratzinger says, faith is based on our meeting of something or someone for which our capacity for experiencing it is inadequate. So faith is based on something that we do experience But is always bigger than what we can contain within ourselves it's being part of something bigger than ourselves i don't know if you do it but one of my favorite things to do on a summer night late because the sun goes down late clear night look up at the stars and when you look at the stars do you ever not just the beauty of their lights in the darkness but really think that those are all suns that we're looking at and that they have their own solar systems and how big the universe is and then how small of a speck in that entirety of the universe I am and how much knowledge there is still lacking in the human experience because the universe is bigger than any one person could ever even fathom to reach. We're a part of that. Or even just thinking, how many people do you not know in Fort Saskatchewan? There's just under 27,000 people in Fort Saskatchewan, according to the sign on your way into town. How many people do we not know? This is a small city. How many of the people here that you don't know? Well, then think of the, what is it, six, nine billion people in the world? I'm one person among billions. Or then, even expanded bigger than that, how many people have existed in the history of the world? How many human beings have walked the face of this earth? I am part of something bigger. And what I live is true insofar as it's tied to all of that, to my place in the universe, to my interaction with others. There's a really neat video, if you've never seen it, look it up about how wolves change rivers. Yellowstone National Park was void of wolves for a long time. And in 1995, they reintroduced wolves into the ecosystem. And it literally changed the rivers of Yellowstone National Park. Because there is this beautiful balance in the creation that we're a part of. Because the wolves, attacked the deer who were overpopulated and were overgrazing in Yellowstone National Park and so they pushed them into the woods and so the f- was able to grow again and then when it was growing again then the birds came back and beavers were able to thrive and then those brought it back in the bears and the badgers and all this other wildlife came back in because now the deer weren't overgrazing and as The trees started to grow taller again and stronger in roots. They helped protect the riverbanks and keep them from eroding. And just a couple of packs of wolves changed the rivers. We're part of that balance. We're part of something bigger than ourselves. That's where belief in God starts is our experience of what we are a part of, that knowledge of what is true. But then it leads us to something more, because faith is part of mystery. Mystery is not just something that is way beyond me. Mystery in the Christian context is something I can know, but never fully understand. Or it's something that I can grasp, but I can't fully apprehend it. This is the mystery of God. It's not so far beyond us, but it is beyond us. There's something that we can know but never fully understand. Because what we experience through the Scriptures and through the history of the church is God first reveals himself to us before he ever asks for something in return. And we see that in our readings today. Moses with God on the mountain. He hasn't brought the commandments to the people yet. And what, how does God reveal himself to Moses? As the merciful and gracious one, the one who is rich in kindness and fidelity. Or in Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, God is love and peace and fellowship through the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Or Jesus in the Gospel of John, that God is love because he loved the world so much he gave his son. Why? God has no desire to condemn the world, but to bring us to belief, to save us. God reveals who he is to us before he ever asks for anything in return. And we can't underestimate that revelation of God. It's what's formed the way that we live. The search for truth in universities grew out of the Christian faith. Universal health care for people grew out of that desire for Christians to see in each other the face of God. The need to go out to those who are poorest and marginalized comes out of this revelation of God who is love. We cannot underestimate how much of an impact that has. On all of us who have grown up in a Christian culture whether a believer or not because the way that God reveals us himself to us and the experience of that shapes our knowledge of what is true and what is good and what is beautiful then for the rest of mass today I just encourage you to listen closely to the prayers and of when I am praying the Mass when we address the Father, and the Son, and the Spirit. Because the prayers of the Mass, from start to finish, are exceedingly Trinitarian. We hear it every time that we have the the Collect or the Opening Prayer. The, The ending is always referring to the Trinity, to our Lord Jesus Christ, His Son, lives and reigns with you in the unity of the holy spirit one god forever and ever amen the opening prayer is always addressed to the father through the son in the holy spirit but listen to the rest of the prayers of when i'm addressing the father when i turn to the son and when i ask the holy spirit to come the entirety of the mass for us is the experience of god father son and holy spirit